Hello and welcome back to another episode of our podcast. For a long time, Latin America has been a popular area for tourism, but the region has also been facing instability due to economic, social and political issues. Now, as the COVID-19 pandemic is keeping visitors from traveling, high levels of poverty and inequality are making children, especially from indigenous groups in the region, more and more vulnerable to all forms of sexual exploitation. Today, we're sharing success stories of how the travel and tourism sector in Bolivia, with help from ECPAP Bolivia, have been working to protect children from sexual exploitation in the context of travel and tourism. This is episode 11 of Ending the Silence on Child Sexual Exploitation, a podcast by ECPAT International. Today's episode describes how local tourism companies, state and community authorities work together to create a campaign that prioritizes prevention and promotes the rights of children. According to the World Travel and Tourism Council, up to 75 million jobs are at immediate risk in the travel and tourism sector globally due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Latin America is expected to be the second most affected region with over 10 million jobs at risk, after Asia-Pacific with an estimated 49 million. As travel and tourism businesses will be recovering from the losses associated with the pandemic, greater efforts will be needed to ensure that the safety of children remains a priority. The exploitation of children happens all over the world. Traveling child sex offenders are people who try to engage with a child sexually while traveling, within their own country or internationally. It could be a person on vacation or business travels, an aid worker or someone who lives abroad. These offenders often use flights, hotels, private accommodation, tours and transportation to reach and sexually exploit children. Living amongst local communities allows offenders to begin a grooming process of potential victims and their families. During the ongoing coronavirus crisis, local people are losing their jobs, and as a result, local children's vulnerability increases. With families in more need, this allows offenders to gain their trust and access their victims more easily. Latin America has one of the most unequal income distributions in the world, and this is particularly felt by indigenous groups. In Bolivia, they face high levels of poverty. Some have even been forced to move from their own land, leaving them homeless. Our first story today brings us to the city of Beni, which is close to Medidi National Park, a major tourist attraction in the Roranabakwe region. A significant number of the indigenous Eseejas people also known as Kamas or Kamitas, that were previously living in the national park, moved into the city but found no space to live. Many of the Kamitas ended up living under a bridge and survived by begging. People that run businesses in the area indicated that many Kamitas are pregnant or already have several children, despite still being teenagers themselves. Children and youth from the Kamitas community also do not have access to formal education due to poverty, don't know about sexual health, and many of them don't speak Spanish. These factors make them especially vulnerable to sexual exploitation and trafficking by offenders from the same country, region, and foreigners. In 2019, 
Recognizing the ongoing vulnerability of the Camitas, the municipality of Ronabakwe, through the Sustainable Tourism Council of the destination Ronabakwe Madidi Pampa, committed to strengthening their child protection efforts to prevent child trafficking and sexual exploitation of children with the support of the travel and tourism industry. This partnership can hopefully be a step in the right direction to stop offenders from sexually exploiting Kamita's children. Our second story in this episode is from a staff member working at a hotel located near a popular tourist attraction in the Vrvrnabakwe region. A significant number of the indigenous Ese'echas people live in this region. A tourist who had previously been to my hotel asked me where he could look for young girls. I told him that I didn't know when saw him get into a taxi. Three days later, the same tourist entered my hotel with a Kamita, the local name for an indigenous group of people in Bolivia, and I clearly heard him say to her that they will spend one hour in the room and then she can have his cell phone. At the reception desk, they asked me for a key. The girl seemed scared and as if she didn't understand what was happening. I told the tourist he couldn't enter the hotel because the girl is not a registered guest. He got upset and told me that he would pay me more if that was the problem. When I insisted they could not check in, they left. I'm sure they found another hotel that let them check in. The next day, the tourist left town and the community found out that the girl got pregnant as a result of the sexual exploitation. Unfortunately, the staff who shared this experience did not receive guidance or support from managers before the situation unfolded. Even though he made a good decision to not let the tourist in, the hotel was unprepared on how to alert local authorities and child protection services to stop the man from exploiting the girl somewhere else. However, this highlighted the need for this hotel and other companies to enact proper child protection policies and procedures so that exploitation can be prevented. But how do we create a tourism destination free from child sexual exploitation? This brings us to our third story today. At a hotel in Bolivia, a teenager arrived in the morning, requesting a room for herself and her older cousin, who she said would arrive later. The receptionist got worried as she noticed that the girl wasn't dressed for cold weather and didn't have any identification. The receptionist started talking in a friendly way with the girl and asked her questions to see if the story seemed accurate. After discovering some inconsistencies, The receptionist immediately began following the hotel's child protection procedure and told management and relevant authorities about the situation. The hotel also contacted local child protection services and law enforcement. To tackle the issue of child sexual exploitation, local hotels in the popular tourist town approached the Munasim Kulakita Foundation, a part of ECPAP Bolivia, for advice and support on how they can create their own child protection mechanisms. And, as they are a local code representative of the Code of Conduct for the Protection of Children from Sexual Exploitation and Travel and Tourism in the country, they were able to help. The Code is a global initiative hosted by ECPAT International, which provides awareness, tools and support to the travel and tourism industry to recognize and respond to cases of child sexual abuse and exploitation. Civil society organizations across the globe are doing key work on the ground as local code representatives to support and guide the code member companies in protecting children. 
the contact led to these hotels starting the process of conducting due diligence process and fulfilling the six criteria of the code. They developed and implemented child protection policies and internal reporting procedures, and staff participated in trainings on how to identify and report potential situations of child sexual exploitation. Following these trainings, each hotel had their staff inform incoming travelers and tourists about their new way of working to keep children safe. This work is a great example of how hotels and all other types of accommodation can have a real impact in preventing the sexual exploitation of children. But it also shows that this is a problem that must be addressed at a larger scale, as preventive measures cannot be taken just by individual hotels. As a small municipality in Bolivia, Tiahuanacu is home to archaeological ruins and received about 150 tourists per day in 2019. Because of the increasing interest from visitors that was observed, there was a need for more security, not only for the protection of the ruins, but for local communities and children. In 2019, approximately 60% of the people in Tiahuanacu provided tourist services, and together with the tourism management, they recognized the potential dangers from traveling child sex offenders. To reduce the rates of violence and sexual exploitation of children by both foreign and national offenders, the Municipal Directorate of Tourism, the Ombudsman for Children and Adolescents of Tiahuanacu and ECPAP Bolivia started raising awareness and hosting workshops on the issue of sexual exploitation and trafficking of children. The workshops engaged the community to further their action to protect children. Local tour guides shared how they had received requests from tourists interested in spending a night with local girls, despite no official records of cases of sexual exploitation of children in Tiahuanacu. Because of the support from the local tourism companies, students, families, as well as state and community authorities, the campaign Tiahuanacu Tourist Destination Free of Sexual Exploitation of Children was launched. The Tourism Management Department, the Vice Ministry of Tourism and ECPAP Bolivia were involved. The launch of the campaign demonstrated the municipality's commitment to signing an agreement that prioritizes prevention and campaigning to promote the rights of children. It is important but when the recovery phase for this and other destinations will come after COVID-19, child protection measures remain central. The local communities are key to help generate more support for prevention campaigns everywhere. When both the travel and tourism industry, inhabitants and indigenous authorities are responsible to protect children from sexual exploitation in the area, it leads to committed agents of change that are closely linked to the local community and have the capacity to engage others about the issue. On the way forward, governments must promote safe and sustainable tourist destinations free of violence and sexual exploitation of children, also when planning the restart of tourism after COVID-19. Governments must develop action plans to protect the most vulnerable, especially for the native indigenous groups, where community tourism predominates. Governments must also implement a long-term strategy, such as the National Code of Conduct, to engage the destinations and the private sector in preventing all forms of the sexual exploitation of children. And governments must strengthen the capacity of local authorities, 
including law enforcement, to provide an immediate response to crimes and support to children. In the private sector, all businesses with employees that travel for work must protect children, including through implementing the criteria of the National Codes for the Industry and or the six criteria of the Code. This is the end of episode 11 of Ending the Silence on Child Sexual Exploitation, a podcast hosted and produced by ECPAT International. For further information, please visit ecpat.org. That's E-C-P-A-T dot O-R-G. If you want to support our work, please consider making a donation directly through our website at ecpat.org slash donate. Don't forget to like and share where you can. Thank you so much for listening and until next time.